you know, at St. Cloud, there was vandalism every now and then. Maybe <laughs> maybe two or three times a year. But it, it was also, like, harmony every day. There was something that they would... And it, it also comes down... It comes down to this. The people going to the schools were just a lot different. And harmony... Everyone was always, they always had their chewing tobacco. They had their dip, and it was everywhere. They hated trash cans. They would spit it. There was no, it was it was probably the, just the guys. I don't think girls do chewing tobacco very much, but it was just the dudes. The bathrooms were horrible. The classrooms, it was everywhere. Outside, in the fucking water, in the freaking water fountains. Cut that out, cut that out. It was, <laughs> um, but, it, you know, in, in, they would shit everywhere. <laughs> Today in our episode we have a lady with um, two hands, two eyes, and one leg, a leg, another <laughs> leg, a bonus leg. Okay. Oh yes, yes, yes. And a nose. Say hello, Paige. Hello, Paige. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. I already don't like her. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> How are you doing today? I'm doing really good. How are you guys? I'm doing pretty. I'm doing good. good. I'm doing good. Yeah, that's good. Last semester, my problem class was Math. college algebra. This semester, it's marine biology. Ooh. And what about you? What's, Why do I what hate myself? Right um, this semester, I'm taking essential nutrition with diet therapy, um, developmental psychology, and Asian humanities. And what are you trying to do? What's your major? Um, my major is nursing, um, and the plan is to hopefully either sub-major in social work or possibly even double-major mm. in social work. Ooh. Yeah. Have you always wanted to do nursing? Um, I've always had an interest in it. I wasn't sure that I wanted to do nursing until the summer between my junior and senior year of high school. Um, I always thought that I was probably going to go into like theater or some sort of um, arts area, mm -hmm. but something really called me to nursing. I don't really know what it was, mm -hmm. but yeah. And what kind of nursing? Kids, anything with kids. Mm. So I, I'm not big on adults. <laughs> I think I learned that from working at Disney. Um, but yeah, I like kids. I really enjoy kids. I think I'm most interested in either um, pediatric oncology, so kids with cancer, mm. um, or neonatal nursing, so premature babies, babies born um, addicted, things like that so I don't really know but I'm kind of interested in anything related to a child in general hence the social work and right. where that falls right. into play as well and did social work kind of come in a little bit later or was that also at the same time of thinking about going into nursing um so the idea of social work in general didn't really come into play until last year when I lived in Nashville uh -huh. um and I had a job that was at an after-school program and a lot of my kids had to deal with um social workers or Child Protective Services or stuff like that. So mm -hmm. I became really interested in that and I l developed a bigger passion for it last year more so than anything. I always had a heart for it, but I wouldn't say that it's something I considered making a part of my career until last year. Mm -hmm. hmm. What did you want to do originally? Great question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so do you mean like as a kid? Do you mean like as a kid? Yeah, or like, I like in high school. Oh, in high school, I really wanted to go into theater. Yeah, I had yeah, every, yeah, yeah. yeah, I had every intention of going into theater, of going to like all the auditions, um, like Unifieds, um, and I planned it out and everything. And then over the summer, I was just like, nope, it's gonna be nursing. Hmm. So yeah. 
Okay. It was always theater, though. I talked about it from my right. freshman year of high school. So when people heard that I was going to nursing, everybody was kind of... What's your favorite musical? Oh, Lord. Um, Ever heard of that one? Have you heard of that one? No. 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 <laughs> I've oh, heard Lord. of... It's a new one. And other ones. Just kidding. Um, Hades Town. I really enjoy Hades Town. The music is good. I'm hoping I'm going to see it. I'm going to New York at the end of the month, so I'm hoping that I can get some tickets to go see it while I'm there because I really love the soundtrack. If not, it's coming to Dr. Phillips next never, season. I've never heard of it before. Yeah, I like Phantom of the Opera. That's always, you know, it's my favorite. <laughs> Thomas is a very traditional. Classic. Classic. I am, yes. I come, to, I come to school every day in a two-piece suit. Mm. And, uh... With a top hat and a cane. Oh, and it's the same suit. Do same you suit. wear the half mask too? Uh, like no, that's only on the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I thought you were saying that was only at nighttime. <laughs> yeah, at nighttime. That's, that's only when um, when I'm by myself. When you're by yourself, it's your, it's your other identity. That's my, that's my other half. Yeah. But, but that's the Thomas behind the mask. So Paige, where were you born? Um, so I was born right outside of Nashville. Technically, it was Hermitage, Tennessee, mm. um, on February sixteenth. 2000 at 11:57 a.m. On the dot. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> I was born there, um, and then I moved around a lot after. Um, so I went to her from Hermitage to Nashville for a little bit, um, then Nashville to a really small town in Tennessee, halfway between Chattanooga and Nashville. Um, where was I after that? Kansas. Chattanooga. Halfway between Chattanooga and Nashville. What yeah. The hell? Have you yeah, never heard of Chattanooga? Yeah, we got Ivan from Perthamroy. We got it. Chattanooga. What's next? Rabamba. <laughs> I don't even know. Wow. What are these places? Well, Continue. There's, Chattanooga. There's, there's a yeah. place in America called Middlesex. There we go. Really? Keep, <laughs> Where's that? <laughs> I think it's in Virginia. But you can keep talking. It would be. <laughs> it would go be right ahead. Go right ahead. Um, yeah, so halfway between Chattanooga and Nashville, Pelham, Tennessee, which is technically where I consider home. It's the only place I've ever gone back to visit after moving away from. Mm -hmm. um, so Pelham is what I consider home. Also Nashville now that I lived there for a while, a while back. Um, then Kansas, then oh goodness, um, Georgia, um, then North Carolina, then back to Georgia, then South Carolina, wow. then Florida. And then Nashville, and then back to Florida. Gotcha. Yeah. So how was just how was living in all those places for you? Um, as a kid, it was easy because you know, as a kid, you're like, wow, I get to go to a new place, and you don't really think about it much. And your parents are just like, oh, we're moving, and you're like, great, cool. And then like, the older you get, the harder it is. So like, I think when I really started realizing that moving was hard and difficult was especially when you make friends and you have to leave your friends and then you don't stay in contact with your friends was probably like fifth grade um and i realized that like i couldn't stay in contact with my best friend because i was in fifth grade and it was before i had a phone and before social media was really a thing and so you know um it, it progressively got a little bit harder but it was also really cool um because i met a lot of really cool people um i learned a lot of different things i lived in a lot of different places every place i've ever lived has been completely different uh -huh. so it was really cool it's a cool way to grow up not always fun mm -hmm. um but it definitely kept it interesting and it definitely gave me a different perspective and also now I can't stay still for longer than three years oh, so right. I hit three years somewhere and I'm ready to leave I feel like I've done right, it all right yeah do you have a favorite place though Nashville for sure oh sorry you went to school there right yeah I went there for a year um to Trevecca Nazarene University um, it's a private Christian school up there. Had a good time, loved it, enjoyed it a lot. Um, but 
how to come back down. So, mm -hmm. and the intention is to hopefully move back after I graduate. I don't really intend on staying in Florida for the rest of my life. Yeah, I want to get out of this place. I don't blame you. So when did you officially move down here? To Florida, like... The second time around. The second time, so after I went to school in Nashville and then came back. Yes. Um, May of this past year. So, May 2018. Oh, okay, wait. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a lot. That just seems like not that long ago. Or though. May 2019. I lied. Wow. May 2019. But the first time I moved down here, um, before I graduated from high school, was June of... What year is it? 2016. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. High school for me was... It was a lot. It was a lot of fun, um, but definitely chaotic. I actually started in South Carolina. That was my freshman year of high school. I went to River Bluff High School in Lexington, South Carolina. I don't not California. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying anything. <laughs> There's at this no point. way. <laughs> I could have been like, yeah, Lexington was where the uh, Nazis paratrooped down during World That's War II. That's definitely incorrect. <laughs> I can tell you that. So there's some historical stuff in Lexington. What was it, Bluff? Let's see. What was what was this called? River Bluff High School. River Bluff High School. So it was a brand new high school. It was only three years old. I was um, right. In Massachusetts, in Massachusetts. In Massachusetts. In Massachusetts. Wow, Sorry, Thomas keep is going. a scholar. Keep going, keep going. That River Bluff High School. River Bluff three High School. Years. It was only three years old. Um, so it was a big deal. Everybody that got to go was mostly excited. It was kind of South Carolina's guinea pig um, that they were trying for their education system. So mm -hmm. every kid was given an iPad. We had no physical textbooks. Um, pretty much mm -hmm. everything was turned on online. It was a lot like a college setting. Um, and there was a lot of different trade programs that you could be in. Um, some programs were offered like when I moved to Florida, but a lot of programs were only offered specifically at South, um, at the schools in South Carolina. Um, state of the art theater, state of the art gym. They actually had two gyms. Um, Damn. they had a stadium, like a legit football stadium that was huge. It was ginormous. Um, and I did not feel like I fit in there. So your, <laughs> what was the first time, I guess, that oh you moved God. once you left River, River Bluff? My first what? Did you, so you moved after being there? Or did I you homeschooled just for a while, then I went oh, back okay. to River Bluff High School, and then I went to Harmony High School. And then Whoa, I went you to went to Cloud. Harmony? Yeah. For what year? <laughs> um, the same year that I started at St. Cloud, so 2016. Oh, God, I went to Harmony freshman year. No, yeah, it wouldn't have been the same time. It was my junior year of high yeah, school. Harmony is a, what I would like to call a dumpster school. Oh, yeah, that's a good term for it. <laughs> Sorry, Harmony goers. Not. No, I mean, um, look, look, look. it's not the, it's not, I mean, it, it's the, it's like the atmosphere. It's like that no, place is destined, so like, destined to be what it is okay. now. Okay, my family moved to Harmony, like the neighborhood Harmony. Oh, it's a nice place to When we moved live. down here. Um, so my dad got a job in Cocoa. And my mom got a job at Disney, so they wanted to live someplace that was halfway. So Harmony seemed like a really good idea at the time. And I actually got accepted to OXA. So I was supposed to go to OXA, um, but I didn't have a car at the time. And I didn't want to deal with the bus rides to and from OXA. So for anybody who doesn't know, OXA is Osceola County School for the Arts. Um, it's the big school in Osceola County where you can study theater, literature, dance, whatever. Um, so I made it into the theater program. I intended on going, and the issue is, is you either have to take a bus, um, or you have to provide your own transportation. And if I wanted to go there, I would have had to get on the bus three and a half hours before school started, and I wouldn't make it home until 
three or four hours after the school day was over. Mm. So and and that that was like block schedules, right? So it would just be like you would leave at four yeah. in the afternoon. So then five, yeah. six, seven, almost eight. Yeah, seven, I wouldn't make it home until seven thirty eight, and like if I had rehearsal after school, I would have to provide my own transportation, mm-hmm. um, and without a car, it just wasn't feasible. Um, and my parents said that they were more than willing to help, but I didn't want to put them through that. My both of my parents were commuting for school, so they were like, "You can go to Harmony or you can go to Oxa," um, and so I chose Harmony, <laughs> and I hated it. <laughs> I literally went for two and a half weeks, um, mm-hmm. and. I am a very social person. When I move to a new school, I normally don't struggle with making friends or getting to know people. Um, but I didn't know anybody in a week, right. which was a big deal. And then um, I disliked the theater and choir programs there a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't feel like I was learning anything or that I would learn anything. Um, and I didn't feel like I was being challenged. So I actually knew Miss Combs. Um, and Miss Combs talked to Nathan Fancher, um, and they made sure that I got to St. Cloud. Mm-hmm. So then I stayed at St. Cloud until I graduated, and that's how I made it there. And just to backtrack a little bit, um, this is a question for both of you. Cause I'm gonna start with you. What really was like the whole idea that you just didn't like about Harmony? What were really like the reasons that you just like this is not for me? Or what what makes it a really bad school? Um. I think part of the reason that I really struggled there was, first of all, it was not, it was not arts centered. So not a lot of funding went to the arts. Um, It was very sports. Yeah, very sports, ROTC oriented, um, that kind of thing. And that just was not my cup of tea at all. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't hate sports. I'll go to a football game and have a good time. Um, Or I'll go to like another sports activity and I'll enjoy it for the most part but I didn't want to be on a sports team of any type I didn't want to be on student government I just wanted to be in theater and choir mm-hmm. um, and I think that was my biggest turnoff from Harmony also it kind of felt like if you hadn't lived there your entire life that you didn't have a place and I didn't I hadn't lived there my entire life obviously so like, right, I felt like other people knew each other very well and yeah coming from somewhere and they weren't very open to letting other people in their friend groups like I would try um, which and is very strange because you know you come from like a real south side of, of things and yeah harmony is kind of that real countryside over yeah there. but it's not that type of country <laughs> right, right yeah it's not the it's not the hospitality type of country for the most part, and not all of it is like that redneck country no, no, idea, no, but um, yeah, in general, I just didn't fit in there. Plus, like, I am also not very country myself, so right. that that vibe, that aesthetic, whatever you want to call it, like, I didn't fit into that very well either. So, just in general, like, I did not enjoy harmony for for those reasons mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of the time, if I if I don't feel like I fit in in a place two and a half, three weeks in, or I don't feel like I have people. A couple weeks and I usually know that I'm not going to do well there because right. um, I know myself right. so I had an opportunity to, to find another place and I took it even though I didn't really want to because I don't want to go to another high school um, but yeah that's the biggest reason the two biggest reasons there's some other ones but that's it what about you it there's a, there's a few things I mean I don't know if this is a thing for all schools but the front desk ladies are uh, just mean <laughs> They were. I mean, no, I mean, they're Thomas mean, is right. They're, well, but the thing is, they're mean anywhere you go. I said, you know, I went to St. Cloud High School for you know sophomore through senior year, and they were jerks there. They were jerks to Harmony. I, I what happened was, I went to St. Cloud Middle School, and um, all my friends were zoned for St. Cloud, 
they were all going there and I was the only one going to Harmony and I went there and I was really big into theater in middle school. It was like, you know, my, my, it was the thing I went to school for. It's what I liked from school and I go to Harmony and it's this half put together program with yeah. a teacher who really doesn't care. And, and the other director was, um, she was, um, another teacher was a teacher. She wasn't an art, an arts teacher. She was just a regular teacher that they needed help with it. So they, they grabbed her into it and it was like, you know, at St. Cloud, there was vandalism every now and then, maybe hmm. maybe two or three times a year, but it, it was also like harmony every day. There was something that they would, and it, it also comes down. It comes down to this: the people going to the schools were just a lot different. And harmony, everyone was always. They always had their chewing tobacco. They had their dip, and it was everywhere. They hated trash cans. They would spit it. There was no. It was, it was probably the, just the guys. I don't think girls do chewing tobacco very much, but it was just the dudes. The bathrooms were horrible. The classrooms, it was everywhere. Outside, in the fucking water, in the freaking water fountains. Cut that out, cut that out. Cut that out. It was, <laughs> um, but, it, you know, in, in they would shit everywhere. <laughs> they would just, they would shit, and they would throw it all over the bathroom. I didn't have this problem. There was, like there, was a, there was a time I went to go use the bathroom and I got to the door and someone had literally, they like, they had put, it was, on a, it was on a napkin, like they put their, they took a shit, a shit out of the toilet and they put it on the door handle. Oh my God. So you could not get in there, and I and it was just the oh my god these and the, these poor chants. <laughs> you just imagine Thomas looking at that. <laughs> Tom, and these and these poor these poor janitors had to to, to deal with everything. And um, no, but it was like they they'd mess yeah. with the lunch tables. They'd oh, mess with understandable. Um, and it, it, they were just like the was, the entire time that I went to Harmony, I, I never once went in the cafeteria. Yeah, I yeah. did not set foot in that this cafeteria. And I'm not knocking all the kids. There's some good ones. No, I have some friends that I still like talk right, to from right, Harmony. Right. Yeah, it's people that I got is, along with, but I didn't hang out with on a regular basis. It's just overall the experience. It's just spoiled. It wasn't spoiled rich kids, you know. Harmony. I, I mean, I'm not to say everyone from Harmony is a rich kid, but Harmony is right next to that one neighborhood that is primarily, you know, people who make over two hundred thousand a year mm-hmm. from very well off people. That's true. Yeah. And they they, you know. It's just because of that they don't give it, they don't give a shit about it. Yeah, and I wasn't in that because we were renting a house that There's also, a there really were, small there were, house. There were legitimate gangs in the front. There were like this at least the year I went there, we they took us into the cafeteria into the auditorium and, and talked to us about gang activity. At there, Harmony? Uh, yeah, there it's was not a real gang. At the um well I guess at the time I guess it was it was still like, Oh, we gotta we gotta take care of this. But the teachers there for the most part, were excellent. And yeah, I enjoyed my teachers a lot. And the friends actually. that I had, I made there. It was awesome, and the it wasn't like a terrible experience. But mm-hmm. when you go, I went to Harmony, and then I went to Saint Cloud, and I went to Saint Cloud, and saw how much things are better, and how the, the, this is how they should be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, 
Carlos is here. Ladies and gentlemen, from our first episode, Carlos Cortez mm -hmm. in the room. How are you, my friend? I'm good. That's fantastic. Well, Paige is still here, too. But yes, Carlos, yes. Carlos, <laughs> Carlos, just, is, he, yeah. Carlos is also here. Yes. Yes. You're good? No. no. <laughs> this is just so funny because the whole harmony thing is just killing me. Just, your first gripe was like, the, the, the front desk things were so mean. And I was just like, what about your education? <laughs> they don't matter. Just the front desk things were just so rude. For everyone listening, it was very, very difficult for Carlos to continue <laughs> contain his laughing. It was rough. But, um, so, Paige, back mm -hmm. to you. Yeah. So, now, St. Cloud High School. Yes. You're with us. The whole group. So, the squad. Wow. Exactly. Yes. The squad. So actually, yeah, St. Cloud was great. I love St. Cloud. Um, I kind of did a lot while I was at St. Cloud. Um, and the squad, I actually didn't hang out with you guys in general until after I graduated. So like, <laughs> so like, um, I knew who you guys were. We had some good times. Carlos, were you in that spoken word piece I did my junior year? Do you not know? Can you remember he was in one? No. <laughs> I did like a spoken word piece and I think Carlos may have been in it. Right. Um, <laughs> but like, I, yeah, I, I love hanging out with you guys, but yeah, I did not hang out with you guys at all in high school. Right. I but I, I so, yeah, what, what what were you uh, doing like in high school? Like, were you part of, I'm assuming, were you part of FCC, Florida? FCA, yeah, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Right. Yeah, so, um, that was something I got involved in halfway through my junior year. Um, so I was one of the worship leaders uh -huh. um, with Brian Delgado. Um, right, right. Yeah, we know, we know yeah you, you guys show. did a podcast with him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I got to cut that now. He's lying on camera. I got to cut that. He knew I was going to cut. <laughs> I, I want you to. When you, when, you, when, you go, when you go back, can you just replace it with like a like like, like, like from a TV show? Or you? Yeah. My favorite. Yeah, let's say my favorite episode. Oh my god. Man, um, um, yes. Yeah, so, I'm so sorry. Are you okay? No. So I started that halfway through my junior year. I um, was a worship leader with Brian Delgado, a couple other people. Um, I did choir, so I was really involved in choir, specifically chamber choir. Um, I helped Miss Combs pick out the music, mm -hmm. um, did a lot of her errands for her, um, that kind of thing. I really enjoyed it. And then I was also in theater. So my first show, I don't know if this really counts. My first show was technically one of the improv shows. Oh, that's fantastic. That's yeah. That's, like, that's really cool for yeah. the first show. So that was a lot of fun. I didn't think I was going to get in. Uh -huh. I'd only gone to like four or five um, improv What's 19? the word? Club time thing. Oh, for the meeting. Yeah, like stuff. the meetings. Meeting. Right, right, That's right. what I'm looking for. Um, <laughs> um, improv meetings um, before. And so, like, I literally went to two, and then they had the auditions for the improv show at the next one, and then there was, like, one more, and then I found out I made it into the improv show. Right. So, like, I was really excited, and it was actually my first time doing improv on right. stage. So, nice. that was really, that was, like, the coolest experience for me, and I really enjoyed it. Um, had a good time. Do you remember anything about your show? About like what, the, what was the topic you were given? Um, yeah, I remember one of them. We did we just did games for the majority of it. Um, but one of them, I can't remember the name of the game. Um, so it's the game where you're given a 
a event or something like that um, and then you have five people acted out and then the audience votes someone out each time oh, until I there's only one person oh, left Highlander. in it. Highlander. There you go, Highlander. Um, so this was a fun one and we did a Christmas theme show because it was in December um, so we were all wearing like just different Christmas things. Carlos had some sort of animal wrapped around his neck. <laughs> <laughs> They were like, every time. <laughs> oh, um, and the theme we got was, I think it was Rudolph or reindeers or something mm. like that. Um, and so we had to come up with an ex escape plan. Um, Rudolph was trying to figure out how to escape from Santa Claus. Um, and it was hilarious. Like, it was really funny. And I ended up staying up until the last round. And then Zach Drotty was... Um, Rudolph and he ended up finishing it off uh, um, and it was really funny we got some really good laughs from that one and yeah. I did like this really awful country accent the entire time and it was really it was a good one that was that's like my most outstanding memory from the improv show I think in general mm -hmm. yeah that was really cool I really enjoyed that one actually and then my next show was Fiddler on the Roof um, I was in the ensemble for that so that was really cool um, I really enjoyed the research for that show uh -huh. um, and I like I spent I think I spent hours just learning about Judaism as a whole because I love religions I love learning about religions I think they're really interesting in general and so and I wanted to feel like I was doing justice to the show I didn't want people to feel like it was just a bunch of high schoolers putting on a random right, show that yeah, has a really heavy meaning to it um, which Miss Cochran is obviously really big on um, and that's something I really appreciated because that's not something I had in theater when I lived in South Carolina. Right. So I really enjoyed that. And that is probably one of my top three theater experiences is actually Fiddler on the Roof. Judaism's cool. Yeah, it is. It is. It's a really cool We don't religion. have Carlos mic'd. <laughs> <laughs> so while doing theater, you get to your senior year. Yeah. How was that for you? It was honestly... Okay, I have a love-hate relationship with senior year. Mm -hmm. um, a lot, a of, lot people, of people, for a lot of people, it was like the easiest year academically for them. Hell it was the it. hardest year academically for me. I was doing dual enrollment um, and regular high school classes at the same time. On top of that, I was a worship leader for FCA. I was um, a secretary for the choir. Um, I was an every show that we did with the theater company that year. Um, they went along. Yeah, um, and I did something else. I don't remember what else I did, but mm -hmm. there was something else I did. And then I was applying for um, scholarships and getting ready to go to school, um, and I wanted to go to my dream school, which ended up happening, but it's a really expensive school, so I was trying to work and save money because I wasn't getting any help financially from my parents. So it was the greatest year and the worst year of high school for me. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, but I did love it. I did so much. I got so much life experience my senior year of high school. Um, I learned a lot about who I was as a person and, and what I needed to do in college in order to thrive and succeed um, because a lot of people just aim for, su for succeeding, um, but not a lot of people aim for thriving while they're doing it. Mm. Um, which is something that I really wanted to focus on when I went into college, which is what I learned from my senior year of high school. Right. Because at one point my senior year of high school, like, I was so overwhelmed that, like, I couldn't even function. I think I missed almost a week of school I always think because about, of it. I always think about how, like, man, high school was tough. It was. It was it hard. Was, like, I take four classes at Valencia every semester, and I work, and I'm like, damn, this is impossible. Yeah, it was really difficult. High, high school was, like, worse. Yeah. I still kept a job. I'm like... 
I didn't. I didn't even have a job. I just nannied for a family, like probably yeah, yeah. every other week or something it like was that. A school theater job. That was it. The cycle repeated like that for a whole year. At one point, I think I had, um, within five weeks weeks of each other, I had prom, um, grad bash, three choir, sh two choir shows, um, something related to theater, baccalaureate, and graduation. I think within and all uh, my exams. within five weeks, I um I cried two hundred times. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> that's accurate. I think that's an accurate. And then at the, after it, he restarted the cycle. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, the crying didn't stop after the two hundredth time. It still just it just uh, kept going. It was gradual crying. Yeah. It just so then after graduation, you moved to Tennessee. Yeah. So I had the really cool opportunity. My dream school was a school in Nashville, Trevecca Nazarene University. I mentioned it earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, it is a private Christian university in the heart of Nashville. That's what their motto is, their like logo or whatever you want to call it. Um, and it was a really cool opportunity. I loved every second of it. I love Nashville. I think it's one of the most progressive southeastern cities um, other than Atlanta. Mm -hmm. um, and I learned so much about people and diversity and um eating and healthy habits and who I was as a person and how to network. I have picked up networking like that now okay. um, and just things like that. But all in all, I was one person working three jobs, taking 18 credit hours a semester, which most of them were science courses as a nursing major. Um, and I couldn't afford it anymore. And so I had to move back down. Um, but Nashville was definitely the most, that year was the most enlightening year of my life. I think, it, I think that's fair to say for yeah. sure. Yeah. And I, there's, um, I know a few people who have had to come, they went to college, they had to come back for financial reasons. And they, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. It is incredible how expensive college is and, you know, there's no shame in saying, like, hey, you know, it might be better if I, if I go home. Yeah, like, to kind of speak to that, I guess, um, when I lived in Nashville, I always kind of viewed the idea of coming back as failure, um, which is a really unfair burden to put on your 18-year-old self. Yeah. Period. Um, especially when you're paying for school by yourself. Mm -hmm. Um if you have help from your parents, like that's obviously such such an awesome thing. It's a blessing, um, but not everybody has that, um, and so you can't view having to come back and not being able to stay at your dream school or not being able to stay at that really expensive school that supposedly is going to give you the best education possible as a failure. Because in the end, what matters is that you get your degree, um, and or that you do what you want and you become successful in your life and whatever your career path is, mm -hmm. whether you end up using your degree or not, because there's so many people who do that, which that's my biggest fear personally, is to go to school for this long and, and fight this long to get my degree and then end up not using it. Right. Um, but for some people, like, I totally respect it. Like, you finish your degree and you're like, I really want to pursue this instead, and that's what they do. But in general, it's not failure to have to leave a different place and come back home. Um, sometimes it's the best option. Most of the time it's the cheapest option. Um, and most of the time it's the best for your mental health, for sure. Um, living in Nashville, like I said, was one of the most enlightening experiences of my life, but it was also the hardest mental health year I've ever had. Mm -hmm. um, because 
working those jobs and trying to stay on top of my school and then watching my grades suffer because I had to get all my hours every single week. Um, and then, you know, I am a huge social butterfly, so FOMO is a really big thing for me. Um, so people would ask me to go out with them on a Friday night. What the hell is FOMO? <laughs> Oh, yeah, okay, the fear okay. of missing out. Um, so I, ex <laughs> I had a feeling he was gonna turn to I me. I knew and it, ask. bro. I knew it. But I love how he prepared for it. He <laughs> stood up and just. <laughs> no, it's okay, buddy. I, what the um, hell's a FOMO? <laughs> What's where's Tennessee? Where's FOMO? <laughs> um, no, but I, I get it completely. Yeah, yeah, no. So people would ask me to go out with them, and I could never say no. So instead of doing that five-page paper, I would go out into downtown Nashville and then come home the next day and go to work and I'd then cry. do oh homework. God. And it was just, you know, um, crazy. But it was good. Yeah, learned a lot. Yeah, I was... Um... Uh, that was like me senior year. Everyone was always yeah, doing something, and I was, I was doing. I would have a ton of. I took two AP classes because I'm an idiot, and um, I was. Carlos, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm admiring his phone. Just pay for something. I'm like I don't want to pay, but I really want to double click. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyways, anyways, anyways. So, around senior year, I came up with this idea of two Thomases. <laughs> there's future Thomas, yeah, and there is and there is past Thomas. The oh yes, I do love this philosophy. Future Thomas's greatest enemy is past Thomas because past Thomas doesn't give a shit about future Thomas. Past Thomas only cares about past Thomas. Ninety nine percent of future Thomas's problems come from past Thomas. From past Thomas. So whenever I do something now, I think about will it dick over future Thomas? Mm. And so far, I've been pretty good about. Me and Future Thomas are pretty good friends now. Is that your successful theory as, oh. as to how to get through? Yeah. Wait. On, on Black Thomas. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> yes. Well, I'm Hispanic Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I, I came up with a really funny, uh, genius idea for a script with, involving Carlos being alternate reality me, who happened to be black. <laughs> That's another story. That's another story. <laughs> my final question. My final I'd question. I'd like to see that script. Um, so, while you were in St. Cloud... Um, and then transitioning up into Tennessee, even when you were moving in all these places, um, I kind of wondered, was St. Cloud in, in any point in your mind that first sense of stability of being somewhere for long periods of time and feeling like, like everything was going good and then also just feeling that sense of like stability or even at the end of finishing up high school, were you still going in your mind like, all right, I've done... I feel like I've, the three years are done or whatever, I'm ready to go and do something else. I never felt stable in St. Cloud, ever. I think a lot of people knew that. Actually, um, I was very open in high school, almost to a flawed point. Um, I never felt stable there. It never felt like home, it never felt comfortable. I loved it, but I never considered it home in any way. I did get antsy towards the end. I was ready to move, and that's why Nashville came at such a good time, because I was ready to experience something new. Um, but I, I think one of my biggest things is that I don't think I'll ever feel stable anywhere, um, because I'm always expecting to go to the next thing. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think my issue is like I don't live in the present enough. I'm always planning for the future and living in the future um, and hoping for the future. So I think that's actually something I personally need to work on. I know that's that it's something I need to work on. Um, so yes to feeling that need to move after the three years. And it actually was the longest I've ever lived anywhere, maybe. 
North Carolina might be the same exact amount of time. Um, but I was really too young to like really think anything of North Carolina. But yes and no, I guess is the short answer for that one, yeah. So I guess if I had to give advice to, just in general, um, to the world, to the people listening to this podcast, um, I think in the end, what, what really matters is you finding who you are. I think we as a society have kind of fallen into this trap of wanting to fit in everywhere we go um, and being scared to break those boundaries um, in order to find who we are as people. Um, and we're scared to speak out and say, this is who I am. And I think it's time that we as people do that. And when you're moving or, or when you're not sure what your next step is, or this is like such a hard thing because there's so many things I would, I would want to say um, because I, I've just learned so much in the past year. But find what you believe in. That is such a big thing. Um, I think a lot of us just coast and we don't really know what to believe in and we just believe in what our parents believe in because that's the easiest thing to do and they've been preaching, at a, preaching it at us for 20, 21 years of our life. Um, so find what you believe in, whether it's a, a religion or a lifestyle or a way of eating or um, practicing or something that you just really love. Find what you believe in, stick by it, really research it, really learn about it, um, become an expert in it, make yourself feel like you have value because every person is worthy, but you have to, you have to be the one to make yourself feel worthy. No one else can do that for you. Um, and I think that's something I've really learned from moving around a lot my entire life is I've met so many people that it's been so hard because I'm like, I have to find worth in every single person I meet. And that's not what it is. Um, you have to find your own worth. And if you believe in, in a God, um, then God gives you worth. If, if you don't believe in a God, then you find your worth. I don't know, there's just so many things you can do. But find what you believe, find who you are, um, and, and scream it. Scream it from the rooftops. Don't be afraid of it. Use your social media as a platform. Um, use your friends as a platform. Use your job as a platform. Use your career choice as a platform or your major as a platform. And go from there and be the change you want to see, which is such a cliche thing to say, but it's so valid. Be the change that you want to see because if you preach something and you're not actively acting on it, then it means nothing. So do that. Be active. Scream from the rooftops. And be yourself. Yeah, that's what I got, I think. <laughs> I'm Paige Burge and this has been The Power of Four. Ladies and gentlemen, my good friends from Scotland, Bootlace. One, two, three, four. Forgive me, son, I told you you should just lie. 
That's all it's time when you take a minute to take a bow So stop And call it done Cause I could be the best thing that you've ever had but gotten wrong Forgive me son, I told you you should just let go Friend is safe. 